This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Well, hello and welcome to our A's Farm podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with A's minor league hitting coordinator, Jim Eppard. He's now in his eighth season overseeing the development of all the A's minor league hitters. And we recently took the chance to get his insights on a number of the A's most promising young hitting prospects, some of whom have recently gotten the chance to make their big league debuts. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Jim. My pleasure, Bill. So, uh, as everyone knows, you're the uh, VA's minor league hitting coordinator, which means you're responsible for overseeing all the players in the minor league system, uh, position players in the minor league system, that is. But I wanted to start out by asking you about a few of those guys who've graduated to the major leagues this year and are currently with the big club. And I wanted to start off uh, with Zach Geloff. You know, he's gotten off to a tremendous start in his big league career with the A's. I know you've seen plenty of him in the A's system over the years. I just wanted to get your impressions of, you know, know what you think it is about uh, Zach Geloff that that put him in a position to be able to succeed so early on in his major league career yeah this guy's off to a great start in his professional career <laughs> I mean he's uh he's only a couple of years in from uh being in in college and um he just got here and never stopped hitting um he plays uh uh, great defense, um, runs the bases extremely well, uh, uses the whole field, got power. Uh, I mean, this guy was made to play baseball, and he absolutely loves it. So, uh, I mean, you could just say that if we could get a whole bunch of Zach Geloffs together, we'd have a great team. I think uh, everybody would be uh, happy if that were the case. Um, uh, another guy who spent most of the season uh, with a big league club this year is Jordan Diaz, you know, and he's an interesting case because, you know, he, he, he likes to swing the bat. He has the ability to put the bat on the ball, that's for sure. Um, but I know over the years, you know, there's been discussion, you know, uh, should we just let him swing away and do his thing? You know, how much effort should we put into, you know, getting him to, to restrain himself and be a little more selective? Um, you know, what's your impressions of, of where Jordan Diaz is at and, and, you know, what he needs to do to become maybe a, a consistent uh, hitter at the major league level? Right. I mean, it's definitely a million dollar question as to, you know, do you try to rein guys in or you try to let them play freely? Um, Jordan plays pretty freely. And, uh, so he's basically learning about all the things that we wanted him to do along the way in the minor leagues. He's learning it in the big leagues. Um, 
So um, not that it's an easy chore to do, um, but, you know, he is so gifted with the bat in his hands that uh, if there was a guy that I would bet on to be able to do it, it would be him. Um, and he's learning, you know, some place to play on defense. Uh, if he can do all of those things, uh, then maybe he'll have a nice long career and help us win a championship. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm sure, you know, you spend a lot of time with guys when they're in their minor leagues telling them, hey, this might be succeeding for you at this level, but here's what you're going to need to do to succeed at the major league level. And I'm sure a lot of times, you know, they may be a little resistant to, to hearing that. And then I would imagine that perhaps once they do actually get to the major leagues and they see what you've been talking about, that then suddenly that, that lesson may start to sink in and they've got to start to take it seriously. That's Jordan Diaz. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, uh, you know, he's not the first guy. There's been lots of guys like that. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's really is difficult to coach guys that are hitting 300, 325, 350 along the way all through their minor league career. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get to the big leagues and they struggle a little bit. You know, um, I had Howie Kendrick with the Angels, and that's exactly what he did. He just blew through the minor leagues, but then saw that it was a different animal in the big leagues and had to come back to AAA and learn some, you know, different things and tighten up some different parts of his game. Uh, so far, Jordan has, uh, you know, he's been back and forth to AAA, but, um, you know, he's really uh, starting to take off. I think he's starting to bloom a little bit right now offensively and seems like he's playing a little bit better defense. And I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's a good chance that this guy could sur- survive and succeed. Well, you know, another very interesting, very talented young player currently with the big league club is Lawrence Butler, you know, and, and I'm sure you, you, you know, you're well aware of the, the, the turnaround he made in the last couple of years in the minor leagues and, and what a productive hitter he's been in the last couple of seasons. Um, where do you feel he's at? You know, uh, did you feel he was, he was ready to make that leap to the majors and, and where do you think he's at in his learning curve at the big league level? Yeah, he's, he was ready. Um, you know, I point back to a couple of years ago, he was in Stockton and there was just, uh, was half, about halfway through the season and there was a point where it was like, this is what you need to do, uh, to have success. And he just took it and ran with it and he's had success ever since. And I think he's just getting better at it. And, uh, you know, the more he plays, the longer he plays, the better he's going to get. And uh, I'm super excited for Law. He's just uh, he's a great person, hard worker, and uh, it was great to see the light go on. <laughs> well, he certainly seems to have the enthusiasm for the game anyway. That, that's for sure. Um, another guy who's up there with the big club again is your former first-round pick, Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, you know, obviously he's had a lot of success in the minor leagues, and, uh, you know, he struggled a bit in his brief big league time. Uh, he's still just 21 years old. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, been pushed through the system pretty quickly. Uh, but where do you feel he's at? What have you seen out of uh, Tyler Soderstrom? And uh, what's your impression of, uh, you know, the stage of the game he's at uh, at this uh, at this particular time? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure that uh, being in the minor leagues is going to be much help for him. Um, he is super talented, and I think it's going to take major league pitching to really – you know, hone his steel and make him a better player and make him a major leaguer. Um, he can he can do a lot of different things at the minor league level and get away with a lot of things that you wouldn't get away with at the major league level. So 
uh, I think he's in the right spot. I think we're doing the right thing. And, and uh, he, he might not like it right now, which is really good for us as coaches because he needs to struggle a little bit so that, uh, you know, he can find those weaknesses and those cracks in his game to try to tighten them up and, and get better at it. He certainly seems to be one of those guys that whenever you've pushed him to the next level, you know, maybe he doesn't get off to the to the best start. But, you know, once he's got a little time there, it seems like he always finds a way to figure things out and, and, and rise to the challenge. Do you feel that's sort of a, where he's at in the major leagues right now? Yeah, 100 percent. I think that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, the more it bats, the more he gets to play, um, the more he gets to see what's going on there and what it's like, uh, just the better that he's going to get. Yeah, well, it's certainly exciting to see some of these young guys finally getting their chance with the big league club and, and hopefully getting a lot of time in the majors uh, next season as well. But there's um, you know a lot of intriguing prospects still down in the minor league system. I wanted to start out by talking about some guys who are uh, currently at AAA Vegas. And you know I think one of the maybe most pleasant surprises this year for you guys has been uh, young shortstop Daryl Hernias, who you got from Baltimore in the Cole Irvin deal. And, you know, I, he wasn't that highly ranked a prospect in the Orioles system. But this season he came over, started at Midland, you know, hit over 300. Since he's gone to Vegas, he hasn't seemed to miss a beat. He's still hitting over 300, getting on base, mm-hmm. uh, playing shortstop on a regular basis. Obviously, I'm sure you didn't know a lot about him before this season. But what have you seen out of uh, Daryl Hernias this, uh, this year in the A system? Yeah, I didn't really know a whole lot about Daryl, but, uh, you know, the one thing that I've learned over the course of this uh, season is that he has a, a lot of passion and he has a lot of drive, um, that, that drive to be a big leaguer. And, you know, he ne- didn't necessarily like some of the things that, uh, that I talked about or that we talked about uh, that he would need to do along the way. Uh, but he took the medicine and he worked on it and he got better at it. And as soon as he kind of uh, really bought into it, he caught fire and he's taken off. And I, I don't really believe that he's looked back. Um, and I have to go back and look, but there hasn't been a lot of, you know, extended failure in his season this year. Uh, he's just been almost hot since about the third week in April. And uh, it's been awesome to see. Uh, he's turned out to be quite a fine for us. Uh, great job by the scouting and uh, to, to, to land that player, to land Daryl. And, uh, you know, he's just been awesome. Uh, he fits right in. He's a teammate. Uh, great in the clubhouse. Uh, and he plays the game very hard. I think for the past uh, four months or so, like you say, he's, he's pretty much hit over 300 every single month. I mean, he's not only been hitting well, but he's been doing it pretty consistently how close do you feel he he is to being ready to 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 handle major league pitching yeah i'd say he's probably ready uh, he's uh he's good to go um whether you know if if, the, if we had the september call-ups back in the day okay. he would be a september call-up for me and uh you know if if we don't call him up he'll go to major league camp and uh you know as far as i'm concerned uh he should be given a chance to crack that lineup yeah, no, it'd be certainly be exciting to see what he could do with the bat in the major leagues at, at this point. You know, another guy who uh, came up from Midland at the same time that uh, uh, Daryl Hernias did 
is uh, third baseman Brett Harris. You know, he's always been a very solid player. Uh, I know none of his tools sort of pop off the radar, but he's one of those guys that kind of does everything right. He's always been a solid, consistent hitter. Gone off to kind of a slow start in Vegas, but seems like he's been picking it up a bit lately. Uh, where do you feel Brett Harris is at at this stage of the game? Yeah, he's really not far away either. Um, you're exactly right. He hasn't done anything that's just been like uh, eye-popping. But he just plays the game, and uh, he's a really good baseball player. Uh, he's smart. He takes what's given to him. Uh, he runs the bases. He plays good defense. Uh, he's in the right spot all the time. I mean, he's just—he's really a smart guy, and he uh, has a lot of baseball instinct and baseball savvy. Um, I don't know if—I uh, mean, spring training will tell some—you uh, know—tell some things. Uh, but if he has to go back to AAA, um, I'd, I'd say he's probably ready within the first month. Yeah, no, he certainly looks like, a, you know, the kind of guy that could be a solid, if if not, you know, spectacular player, a guy you could rely on anyway. Um, another guy who's had a really good season at uh, Vegas this year is catcher Kyle McCann. As you know, he he turned things around offensively a couple seasons ago, and he's another left-handed catcher like uh, like uh, Soderstrom, and uh, he's had a really solid year it seems at Vegas. Um, he hasn't quite gotten his big league chance yet, but where do you feel Kyle McCann's at, and uh, how ready do you feel he might be if given the opportunity? He's really close to uh, again another guy where I would not be afraid to put him in the big leagues today and uh and let him go um he's uh done a really good job in triple a and uh i i just think that uh the more chances that these guys get a chance to see major league pitching the better off they will be and then in turn that we will be because uh this guy is a another great clubhouse guy great teammate and uh He's going to do the things that you need to win ball games, and that's really what we're looking for. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like he could be ready if given the opportunity. Uh, right now, at the moment, it seems like the A's have uh, have a number of uh, young, young, talented catchers, so uh, hopefully he gets a chance somewhere along the line. Uh, another guy at Vegas who you know has always intrigued me and doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity is uh, Max Schumann. You know, he plays pretty much every position on the field. He's got speed. He tends to have an on-base percentage around 400, whatever level he's at. You know, he certainly seems to look like one of those potential, you know, super utility guys. Uh, but again, doesn't get a lot of attention. Do you think Max Schumann would have what it takes to, to perform in that kind of super utility role if, if given the chance at the major league level? I do. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it as you're talking. I mean, we're going around the infield. We've got... Uh, first baseman we got second base we got shortstop we got third baseman we got catchers and now we got a, a super utility guy that's all coming through the minor leagues and and chu is a guy that can uh he could step right in and and do that job easy and uh you know he plays really good defense wherever you put him he's super smart he uh knows where he's supposed to be on every position in any play um he handles the bat he runs uh he can bunt I mean, uh, it would be a great challenge to have him in the big leagues right now. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see him get a chance. He also seems like one of those guys that just kind of rises to the occasion, whatever level uh, he's put at. And uh, a final guy I wanted to ask you about who's currently at Vegas is a guy who, you know, seems to have kind of gotten a little lost in the mix. That's your former 
first-round pick, Logan Davidson. You know, he came up as a shortstop. This year he's been playing a lot of first base, obviously not his primary position for most of his career. Uh, you know, again, former first-round pick, but where do you feel Logan Davidson's at? What's, you know, what's he dealing with at this stage of the game uh, at AAA? Well, he's getting better. Um, you know, he was a victim of the COVID deal where him and um, uh, McCann were shoved into AA in their first full season. Uh, I think he's overcome that. Uh, I think he's uh, risen above the AA marker, and now he's, uh, he's making his way through AAA. Uh, he's made some nice adjustments along the way. So uh, it's going to be just up to Logan as to how fast he's going to move. Uh, you know, pitch, pitch uh, uh, discipline and uh, being able to stay in the middle of the field and put the ball in play better and check off of pitches that aren't that good to hit um, are all vital keys for him along with other hitters. Um, but he's getting better at it. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's been challenging. It's probably been frustrating for him. Uh, but, hey, you never know when uh, when guys are going to struggle and He's probably never struggled in his life before, and uh, he's never really had to learn how to overcome those struggles, you know. So um, I wouldn't count him out. Yeah, well, and, and as we know, once you're at AAA, uh, whatever you're doing there, you're still one step away from the majors. So um, right. it's not far away at that point. All right, let's talk about a few guys at Midland. And I think, you know, one of the most exciting players at Midland this season um, is Denzel Clark, and he's currently on the IL, um, but, you know, he had a tremendous season there. You can look at his numbers and say, you know, he had better numbers than Lawrence Butler even there this season. Um, uh, tell me about Denzel Clark. I know he's, you know, he's got a lot of uh, eye-popping tools. Um, he's always been considered a little raw, but it seems like, you know, he's he's performed every level he's been at. Like I said, unfortunately, he's injured right now. Tell me, you know, where things are at with him. Also, is, is he done for the season? Are we going to see any more of him uh, uh, this year? Yeah, I'm not sure on the medical uh, when he'll reappear. But, uh, you know, he, he kind of reminds me of uh, a guy that I played with, is uh, Devon White, um, who was, you know, not really necessarily a baseball player his whole life and, uh, you know, kind of learned along the way and uh, super raw, super talented, athletic uh, being able to run and go play defense and throw and hit for power and, and do a lot of different things, um, all without having a lot of baseball experience behind him. Uh, but Denzel, I mean, I would not be lying to you if I told you I wasn't surprised. I'm mm -hmm. really surprised that, you know, that he has done what he's, that he did this year. Uh, super proud of him. Um, you know, he came in and he was honest with us that he hadn't played a lot of baseball and that, you know, he's going to need help along the way. And he allowed us to help him. And it was great to be able to, uh, you know, encourage him and give him ideas and drills and work. And, uh, boy, this the, the natural ability just is it's really shown through. And uh, he had a great year in saying that. I'm just super frustrated that uh, it had to end the way it did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, minimum that he's able to come back to spring training and be full strength and ready to go uh, because you just never know where he'll, he could end up next year. Yeah, no, certainly one of the most exciting players in the system at this point. Uh, you know, I mean, you talk about him being open to – 
to being coached. And, you know, I, I know some guys are more open, some guys are less open, but, you know, how, how important it is, is it to you when, you know, meeting these players, uh, the, the, the sort of level of coachability that they, that they are open to, you know, I mean, how important is that for you in, in, in terms of your job? Well, it's vital. Um, and I'm going to go through this again next week, you know, where, you know, we're trying to, uh, you know, get these guys to understand that, um, there's a lot that they don't know. And there's a lot that whoever they're, uh, talking to or working with at back at home or at school, just, they just don't have the practical experience that the coaches that we have in our system do. So, um, the, the better job that they do that, uh, they allow us to, to coach them up, even though it might not seem exactly right, there's always a process, there's a means to an end. And, uh, those are the things that we try to, uh, you know, to get across to them and open their minds up. But Denzel was great. You know, he came in right away and, uh, and just told us that he needed help. So uh, more guys like that would be better. <laughs> I'm sure it would make your job a lot easier. I know you said you'll be dealing with that in a week. I think that's when instructs begin down in Arizona. And uh, for folks who don't know, I think, you know, that's when you call a lot of these younger guys in that, that you want to be able to have one-on-one coaching time with, you know, apart from having to play competitive games every day and work with them. But can you tell me a little bit about, about instructs and, and, you know, uh, what your approach is to that and what you're trying to accomplish there? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, we'll take in uh, all of our new draft picks. They'll all be invited. Um, and then uh, we'll be able to play uh, play some games, play some competition. Uh, but it's, it's uh, you know, at the sake uh, of not really stats matter. And that's a, never uh, a situation that ballplayers are in. And so we're able to, you know, talk to them about trying some new things. Like I'll give you an example was a few years ago, we had uh, Kevin Merrill, who was a shortstop in the system and Nick Allen. And uh, they both had trouble and lacked confidence of getting deeper into the count. So they were oftentimes trying to just put the ball in play early in the, the at bat so that they didn't take a chance on striking out or anything like that. So we made them take two strikes. And as they learned how to take two strikes, what they noticed was that they end up walking more. And so they were getting uh, pitches that were close, but they were being called balls, and uh, they end up walking. And then when they did get to the point where they had two strikes, that they were able to still compete and still get hits. So it was twofold to be able to get better pitches to hit, and if you don't, that, that will give them a, a chance to walk. And then when you get two strikes on you, it's not a death sentence, so you're not an automatic out that you still can get hit. So. And it worked uh, beautifully. It worked exactly how it was supposed to work. Um, so those are the kind of things that we'll open these guys up to and, and try to put them in those positions to uh, to open their eyes and see that uh, what's possible. Well, hopefully uh, next week when instructs begin, these, these guys will be as open-minded as uh, as those guys were. Um, let me ask you about a, a couple more guys uh, down there at AA Midland. You know, you've got your former first-round pick, Max Muncy, shortstop, who started the year at Lansing got called up to uh, Midland, and it seems like he's been uh, hitting even better at Midland than, than he was at Lansing, which is ki- kind of surprising. But what have you seen out of Max Muncy since uh, his uh, call up to double-A? Probably my number two surprise of the year. Um, <laughs> I really didn't expect him to do what he's been doing. I'm super proud of him. It's been awesome for him. Uh, this guy's made great strides 
this year. Um, his defense has been outstanding. Base running's been better. Uh, his ability to use the whole field has been better. Um, and then to go to double A and then still continue to do what he's doing and even do it at a, a better, uh, marker of batting average. Uh, it's been awesome. Um, I'm super happy for him. I know I'm pretty sure he's going to the fall league and, uh, hopefully that's just going to continue. Um, and as you see, we're starting to log jam at the knocking on the door at the major league level with a lot of these guys. And I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be considered to be that as well. Yeah, he's certainly a very exciting young player uh, as well. And speaking of first-round draft picks, you, your last year's first-round draft pick catcher, Daniel Susak, he was recently promoted uh, from Lansing to AA Midland as well. I know he'd been hitting around 300 all year at Lansing, which is great to see. And I think he's been hitting over 300 uh, since he's uh, been at Midland as well. So uh, tell me uh, your impressions about the Daniel Susak and what he's capable of. Yeah, he's another uh really good player he's a talented offensive guy uh he's big i think he's going to get stronger as he matures uh as he as he goes through this first full season and i always look at the first full season as probably one of the most difficult seasons that they'll ever have because you know they just don't know what it's like to play as many games as as we play uh over a five-month period and then you know you throw the big leagues in it's another month long so um, to get through the first year um, is is very difficult and it's been very impressive as to what he's been doing. Um, he hasn't hit for great power yet, uh, but he's big and strong, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, he's really good at using the whole field, and he has a knack for getting hits, which I think is very impressive uh, and will always help you win ball games. Um, so... Very happy for Daniel and uh, very excited that we were able to promote him and get him a chance to see double A a little bit before, uh, you know, he probably ends up there next year and uh, starts the season out in Midland. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems like he's gotten off to a great start in his pro career. And, and to finish your first full season in pro ball at, at the AA level, uh, you know, is a pretty good sign anyway. Um, and, and one final guy I wanted to ask you about at Midland guy who's been in the system for a long time, a lot of ups and downs, and that's outfielder Lazaro Armenteris. You know, uh, we, we, we've known his name for a long for a long while now. And it seems like he's, uh, you know, made some improvements this year. He's certainly been showing the power. He takes the walks, gets on base. Obviously, the strikeouts are still a little concerning, but I'm, I'm curious to know your impressions of Lazaro after, after all this time and what he's been uh, uh, doing at uh, AA this year. So now I'll have to do a top five of surprises. And he would be in the top five. And um, I honestly did not see this coming. Um, he has taken like all of the stuff that he's learned along the way that we thought he didn't learn. Um, and he's using it. Uh, he's, he's way more disciplined. He's trying to lay off breaking balls that are not good to hit. Uh, he's staying with the fastball. He's using the whole field. Um, he showed power. Uh, he's always been a tr tremendous base runner. Um, I always thought that he was a pretty good defender, uh, short, maybe with the arm a little bit. Uh, and he's also been a great teammate this year. Um, not to mention the fact that he's been sitting right in the middle of that double uh, A order just about from the time that he got there till now. So uh, very happy for Laz. And, uh, you know, let's see where it takes us. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, interesting to see the development uh, he's been capable of this year. All right, uh, I just wanted to ask you about a handful of guys in uh, A-ball, in high A at Lansing, and uh, then uh, at Stockton as well before we wrap up here. A uh, couple of guys who started at Stockton currently at uh, Lansing. Uh, I just wanted to get your quick impressions of one is outfielder Colby Thomas. The other is infielder Brennan Malone. They were both um, came uh, through last year's draft, and they've both uh, done a, you know, seem to be doing a great job at the plate. But can you tell me a little bit about those two guys who are now at Lansing? Yeah, Colby Thomas is, uh, you know, we, we kind of expected some good offensive things. Um, I, he has uh, shown some power. I think there's more there. Uh, he's shown the ability to use the whole field. Um, I think that he gets himself out a lot with, uh, chasing pitches that are out of the zone or putting himself in holes with early swings. Uh, but those are, you know, probably not that uh, alarming for a first full year guy. Um, I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, and, and a nice player. Um, Malone, um, unique, a unique type of, uh, a swing. Um, it's, uh, unconventional in my opinion. Uh, he's had success with it. We've decided that, uh, you know, that we didn't want to change him. We wanted to let him roll with what he had. And, uh, you know, he has struggled a little bit here as of probably the last month or so. Um, but uh, he has a, a way and a knack for getting hits. Uh, he's shown some power. He's actually shown some plate discipline. Uh, you know, getting through that first full year is important. And uh, so we'll see uh, what he's learned uh, as he comes back to spring training next year. Yeah, and uh, another really interesting young player who's at Stockton this year is uh, outfielder Henry Bolte. You know, I believe you guys kept him in Arizona for a while and sort of really rebuilt his swing a bit from the ground up, from what I understand, sent him out to Stockton. And it seems like he's had a very productive year um, with Stockton, and and he's still, you know, an, an extremely young player. Yeah, that rounds out my top five uh, surprises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hank's been awesome. Um, you know, from that moment that he got sent down, uh, he came right over to me and started asking me questions as to, you know, what he needed to do and how we were going to do it. And we went to work. We had Lloyd Turner and uh, the hitting coaches in Arizona work with him. You know, and then he got to uh, Stockton, and he's been in Kevin Kuzminoff's back pocket the entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work really, really well together. Hank's uh, uh, a blank slate, basically, looking for information, looking for ideas, looking for uh, what it's going to take to be successful, and Kuz has been able to provide that. And uh, it's been awesome to watch him. Uh, again, another guy that, you know, Gregorio, has uh, the manager in Stockton, has put him in the, about the three-hole just about the time that he got there, and he's been there ever since. Um, so... It's been a really good learning experience for Hank, and I look forward to him uh, moving through the system and continuing to grow as a, a, a player. Yeah, it's been a really pleasant surprise to see what he's been able to do at Stockton at, at such a young age. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, I don't know how much you've, you've had a chance to see some of the draft picks from, you know, from this, uh, this year, this summer yet, 
But I just wanted to ask you about a couple guys who are with full season teams and what you've been able to to see of them. Uh, first is your top picture stuff, Jacob Wilson, who's been with High A Lansing. Seems to be hitting well there. And then also um, your uh, second pick, young Miles Naylor, uh, who's been uh, playing with Stockton. Have you had a chance to see much of those guys? And if so, I'm just curious to know what your impressions are at this stage of the game. I haven't seen a lot of Jacob. Uh, we kind of missed each other in my trips into Lansing, um, other than you know just talking with the, with the coaches there and watching him on video and on MILB TV. Um, you know, nice looking player. Uh, he's actually a little bit bigger kid than, than I thought he was going to be. Um, I think that there's room for, uh, development as far as being able to get stronger. Uh, he uses the whole field. He's got a knack for putting the ball in play, uh, and a, and a good eye. Uh, tremendous defender. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing him next week. I did see Miles in, uh, in Stockton in California. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I like it. I mean, he's a high school kid. We uh, we really liked what we saw in the mini camp, uh, which then uh, allowed us to send him to Stockton. He hasn't uh, performed as well as we were hoping that he would, uh, but this could be a good uh, uh, learning moment for him as well uh, to see what competition he's against and then also – you know, for a for a young high school kid to be able to see what it's like to play every day, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see where it takes us. But uh, yeah, he's a nice uh, looking player as well. Yeah, well, I'm sure if nothing else, it's been a great learning experience for him uh, to get out with a full season team uh, at his age. Uh, you know, there's plenty of uh, exciting young players in the system, which is uh, which is always great. And as we know, there's plenty of opportunities with the big league club at this uh, stage of the game. So there's plenty of plenty of uh, uh, motivation for these guys to uh, to do their best. And I know you're out there working with these guys every day and trying to make these guys the best hitters they they possibly. Can can be so we certainly appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk with us and, and give us your insights on these guys and i'm sure we'll be seeing plenty of them at the, at the major league level before long so thanks again jim you're welcome and i'm uh, it's be, be exciting to see how these kids mature yeah we're, we're all looking forward to it all righty take care and we'll talk to you again soon sounds great thank you and thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.